but now in the late cycle of this wholesale appreciation would not necessarily be the wisest time to go out and buy all the cars you can because if you did and the demand over the course of the next three, four months doesn't match that of the past three or four months, you could find yourself in the late summer, early fall with a lot full of used cars that you bought at the top of the market. Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings, sponsored by BG Products. Be good to your customers with BG. Hello, everyone. I'm Gene Girdley, and I produce and direct the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast and virtual events. The Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast is your source for automotive industry leaders, innovators, and top performers, providing you with the latest ideas, technology, customer trends, and performance improvement strategies. And now, here's Ted Ings. Dale Pollack is V Auto's visionary founder and serves as executive vice president for Cox Automotive, a position he's held since V Auto became part of the Cox family. Uh, Dale has published several books uh, on his velocity method of management and remains one of the leading authorities on automotive dealership management strategies. And Brian Benstock is no stranger to this event as well. He is the partner, GM, and VP of Paragon Honda and Paragon Acura in Queens, New York. They are the number one certified Honda and Acura dealer globally. And last month, Brian's team delivered 825 new Hondas, an all-time high, and 320 certified pre-owned sales. Brian, welcome back to the Fix Ops Roundtable. Ted, it's really great to be here. That is a lot of Hondas and Acuras, Brian. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we've seen a lot in in the last year. Um, You know, bring us up to speed. And, uh, you know, we want to talk a little bit about the state of the industry and uh, where we're headed uh, for the next uh, for the next six months or so. Well, I I, I defer to my 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 colleague, Dale Pollack, to start. I mean, he is um, he's my not only is uh, he do I consider him a colleague, but uh, he is a mentor to me. And so I, I want to let Mr. Pollock speak first. Well, thank you, Brian. And I can assure you and everyone else that the admiration is, is mutual. Um, Brian is uh, one of the most innovative, progressive, committed leaders that I've ever had the privilege to work with in the industry. So regarding the state of the industry in general, it's, it's been an extraordinary past year. Uh, in, in spite of the pandemic, um, there have been forces at work that have created some of the most favorable selling and profit conditions in my four decades of history, um, all fairly related to COVID. So I think it's fair to say that most all dealers have done exceptionally well from a volume and profit standpoint over uh, the past year. Uh, some dealers, however, have really excelled even beyond uh, the, 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 the new norm, Brian certainly being one of those. But it is also the case, as we can see in the data, which I look at on a daily basis from both the wholesale and the retail market, that the conditions that have been so favorable for dealers uh, for the past year are beginning to moderate. And I'm not in any way suggesting that uh, we see uh, any sort of abrupt, abrupt end or cliff to the good times that we've been experiencing, but nevertheless, the conditions are moderating. And it's fair to say that uh, most dealers do very well in stable environments, good or bad, but it's often the case as we are now entering 
where in, in periods of transition, it's often the case that uh, dealers uh, miss the opportunity to make necessary adjustments. And I think this is one of those critical periods of, of moderation or transition between uh, one type of market and another, both being very favorable, but a transition nevertheless. Dale, you were quoted recently. Um, people were asking you, some dealers were asking about the current chip shortage and uh, you know, new vehicle production levels and limited availability for uh, inventory. And uh, I, I recall that you responded, you said, from now on, when dealers ask me when the chip shortage might end and new and used vehicle supplies will return to normal, I respond with a different question. Are you sure that's what you really want? <laughs> so I appreciate that very much. Right. I, I yeah, I, I mean, there's some tongue-in-cheek in that response that you quoted, but it is true that the best possible selling environment for any retailer is to have exceptionally strong demand and, and limited uh, supply because that gives them a lot of pricing power, which is what has significantly contributed to dealer success over, over the past year. So um, it does also present some challenges, obviously. It's, it's frustrating to have to tell consumers that they can't necessarily get the car that they want or they're going to have to wait for it. Uh, short supply and high demand puts an ever greater emphasis on the need to get cars reconditioned more quickly. And if there are constraints in a dealership's operations in that area, it creates a lot of frustration. So even though uh, this unusual condition creates a lot of operational challenges for dealers. It is nevertheless very favorable for, for, for them from a profit perspective. I think Dale's, Dale's spot on. I, you know, and, I, and I think what the slowdown that Dale speaks of or the, or the leveling off that he speaks of, I think is due largely to the limitations on inventory. We've really hit rock bottom with some of the uh, OEMs. I'm uh, paid to be an optimist and I am an optimist. And I do think that this uh, is going to continue uh, for a while longer. I think Dale's, again, right when he talks about transition. And we're going to have a transition from a low day supply to, uh, in August, an incredibly high day supply. I love both sides of that football. And I'm, we, we, we certainly love the conditions that we, as we find them right now, where the margins are, are continuing to increase. And Dale, we're seeing that in our market with our product, uh, that that is continuing right now. We are uh, climbing, still climbing right now in terms of both volume and profitability. Our particular stores are blessed to have a, a decent supply of inventory. So we're going to continue to try and over-index the, the current market that we're in. Uh, to Dale's other point of where dealers can struggle, I think the, you know, the time to repair the roof is when the sun is shining. And right now, the sun has never been brighter on us. And, and that's why we're out with the hammer and nails and the, the shingles are repairing the roof, uh, cleaning up the balance sheets, you know, and making sure that we are ready for that transition that's going to go to a, a, a more robust inventory level uh, where the marketing skills and, and, and the ability to reach massive customers is going to play into a different, uh, you know, it's going to be a different hand for the dealers. Uh, right now, uh, I, I think you've got uh, a number of consumers that are coming out of this pandemic environment. I think those customers uh, want to get out. I think we've got $1.7 trillion in savings that was accumulated over the past 14 months. I think we're going to see that come into the economy. And I think that that bodes continue, will continue to bode well for dealers. We also, um, we're, they're, they're going to 
poor, uh, pass some form of additional stimulus, that'll work its way into the economy. So, you know, I, I'm optimist, uh, optimistic about the next 12 months. I think while it will be different than it is now, while there will be a transition and inventory uh, will go from a scarce supply of inventory to a robust supply of inventory, certainly dealers can win in either environment. Dale, how do you feel about what Ryan just said, the next six to 12 months? Well, let me say that I've never gone to bed one night worried about Paragon Honda or Brian Benstock, because no matter what the conditions are, uh, Brian is going to find a way to either buck the trend or exceed the trend. So uh, while I appreciate the fact that Brian is experiencing uh, unprecedented demand and has optimism to see that going forward. And I have no doubt that he's right in the case of Paragon Honda. I, I would temper the industry at large to recognize the fact that um, we are now seeing the past year of wholesale appreciation begin to level off. Um, I watch these numbers every day and there's no question about the fact that over the past four to six weeks, the rate of wholesale uh, appreciation not depreciation, but appreciation has been narrowing virtually every week. Dale, and now it, is to a point where, go Dale, ahead. It had to, it had to. It was getting to the point where the wholesale value of used cars was approaching that of the value of new cars. You know, and, and, and in some cases, I'm hearing that the, value, the, the wholesale value of uh, pickup trucks in particular, uh, 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 the Ford trucks, were actually selling for higher than the original MSRP of the vehicles. I mean, so, so there's, there's got to be some uh, rationale. Uh, that plays into this. And, you know, so, you know, it, it may be leveling off, but I, I think it's still leveling off uh, at a level that's, you know, very, very uh, favorable for dealers. Right. And, and again, it is leveling off and we expect it to plateau, but it is significant for dealers to recognize that it is at or very near the top. Yeah. And, it, and therefore, there, therefore my concern for, for dealers at large is that they're coming off that they're coming off of a series of months, April, May, perhaps March, that were extremely high volume, if not record months. So dealers are feeling, feeling very, very emboldened and 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 enabled to sell cars. The demand for cars across the country, I can tell you, is beginning to wane. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that it's falling drastically. It's just moderating. And we, do, we don't see anything in the future that would suggest it's going to fall off a cliff, but it is nevertheless moderating. So, so if you put those two pieces of information together, that demand is moderating and wholesale prices are at or near the top, the advice that I give to dealers is make sure you have enough inventory, but now in the late cycle of this wholesale appreciation would not necessarily be the wisest time to go out and buy all the cars you can, because if you did and the demand over the course of the next three, four months doesn't match that of the past three or four months, you could find yourself in the late summer, early fall with a lot full of used cars that you bought at the top of the market. Yeah. And that's not necessarily where you want to find yourself. So I'm only advising moderation, disciplined moderation in terms of stocking levels relative to your 30-day rolling sales volume. 
Yeah, Dale's advice is spot on. You know, I think we're looking at the inventory now every seven days. You don't want to get, uh, you don't want to be too long in a car right now because if, if that price changes, it's like a, a game of uh, musical chairs. You can find yourself without a chair underneath you and, and uh, taking some losses to get out of the cars. And I think that's another one of the concerns that some of these, um, uh, these markets can produce bad habits for dealers and you can be sloppy now and make money. And this is really a time to, I think, to, to tighten up the belt and make sure you're, you're not getting careless with the numbers that you're putting on the car, that you really pay attention to these things. I mean, we're, we're making 2000 a car at the auction. You know, and I'm not talking about a few cars. I'm talking about over, you know, several hundred cars. It's ridiculous, and it's caused me to relook at the cars we're sending to the auction. And are we sending retailable cars to the auction? And my my gosh, as we look at the cars, we're not. We're sending cars that really don't meet the criteria that we have for selling the cars. Yet there's such a demand out there from uh, some of the big aggregators that can't manufacture used cars like we can uh, that they're buying this stuff. Lord knows where they're selling some of these cars. Lord knows. <laughs> Brian, how does this affect? So, so Brian, if it, go ahead. Dale. I'm sorry, Brian. If I could just if if I could just emphasize something that you just said, dealers. Uh, frequently asked me what I think is the greatest threat going forward. And, and my answer is, I believe the greatest threat to a dealer's success is the dealer themselves. Right. Because as Brian properly, note, in, as Brian properly noted, in times like the ones that we've experienced in the past year, it, it's, it's pretty true that a dealer could do no wrong. And in those conditions, it's awfully easy for a dealer to lose their discipline, lose their strategy, lose their commitment to process. So uh, this is what I fear might be happening at, at dealerships across the country. And as Brian said, he repairs the roof when the sun is shining. It is now when times are really good and success might come a bit easily. This is the time to really make sure that you're dialed in on your strategy, your discipline, and your processes. So Brian, I really appreciate uh, you bringing that point up because I think it's super important for dealers to recognize. Yeah, we're, Dale, we're keeping the rate of turn about where we always kept the rate. You know, we're, we're looking to turn the inventory. And, you know, a couple of my uh, guys in the store were saying, no, no, let's hold on to these cars a little longer. I think, I said, guys, we're going to get the margin. Keep the turn consistent. The grocers will be the variable. I don't want to start changing our strategy in terms of hanging on to cars. You know, the old saying, uh, fish and guests smell after three days. Well, you know, used cars, add used cars to that. After a couple of days, when they go beyond your limit, they start to smell. And I don't want to take the chance. Uh, of having cars uh, in inventory that we own wrong. And keep in mind, you know, some of the dealerships our size keep several hundred used cars. And if you're off by, uh, if all of a sudden that market shifts, that, that could be thousands or millions of dollars in that shift. And, and then you're chasing, you're chasing the, the car and, and trying to move the car and you know, distress selling. And, and you are not alone in doing that. There are another 30,000 new and used car dealers doing the same thing. So th that bottom can drop pretty quickly. So we're keeping a real uh, steady hand on the tiller and a close eye on, on that inventory. You gentlemen Perfect. are both very disciplined. Brian, I have to ask you on the retail side, how does uh, all this play into your service operation, into your service marketing, um, all the things that we're talking about now with inventory? Well, you know, the sales and service uh, team that we have, I, I think is second to none. I think 
the, um, what they're able to do in that lane is to manufacture used cars for us. And, you know, and I say manufacture tongue in cheek, that we're able to select the cars that we are looking for on used car lot and to target those cars, uh, driving them into the service department to service and then making them an offer. Uh, right now and, and and to acquire their car and, and the customers win you know several different ways you've got the lowest interest rates we've had in the history of uh, my, in my history um, you, you've got higher than normal used car rates so that's creating incredible value for many customers so it, it's something where it's win-win you drive the customers into the service department giving them an offer on service that makes really good sense and when they're there you can give the customer a proposal on, on their pre-owned cars and many customers are taking advantage of that which is enabling us to keep our supply of used cars steady. Um, as you mentioned before, we had a, a good month in volume uh, for new cars, and that's been consistent for us. So our trade-ins and our uh, inventory of used cars has accordingly been consistent. And, you know, Dale said dealers thrive in consistency. And thankfully, we've been uh, blessed to have the consistency of the new car sales and, and the used car sales. And we, we, got, we got a little lucky in December and January and February. We, we thought that this chip shortage might impact us at Honda. And we, we were buying uh, as much inventory as we could uh, during those months, so much so that my floor plan banker called me and said, you know, you're approaching your limit on your line. And I, I asked him, uh, is that a problem? He said, no, I just want to make sure you were aware. I said, I'm aware. Call me in two months. And uh, sure enough, in two months, he said, hey, uh, I get it now. Because, you know, that chip shortage that had at the time been hitting most of the domestics and Toyota did come over to the Honda side and it, and it put Paragon in a, in a pretty good position. Gentlemen, uh, both of you are, uh, are game changers, and uh, you're not afraid to uh, stick your necks out to try something new. Uh, Brian, you started doing the service pickup and delivery before it was even sexy, and now uh, look how you know you were, were so far ahead in, in your thinking. Um, it's still not sexy. It's, still <laughs> not sexy. it's necessary, but it's not sexy. <laughs> um, Dale first, and then Brian. Uh, just uh, any uh, for our dealer audience, our general managers, um, any, uh, any other words of advice going into the rest of, uh, 2021 Dale, you first. Well, I just want to say that it was probably close to 10 years ago that I took a trip, one of many trips, but it was 10 years ago that I took a trip out to Paragon Honda because I had heard that Brian Benstock had perfected a technique of, uh, of buying cars out of a service drive from service customers. And that was close to 10 years ago. And, and Brian was doing it at that time uh, for the opportunity that it presented. And today, I think it's fair to say that most every dealer has some effort uh, in terms of buying cars out or by acquiring cars out of their service drive out of necessity. So once again, Brian, I mean, you are the leader of identifying opportunity. And in this case, opportunity is translated into necessity. So I think that purchasing vehicles uh, in non-traditional manner um, is going to be very critical for dealer success going forward. There's going to be a shortage of late model used cars for years as a result of us losing all of last year and on our way to losing most, if not all, this year of commercial vehicle production that would otherwise have been built and gone into rent-a-car service and dumped out onto auction yards across the country. Those cars are not being built. They're not being uh, used in service. And consequently, they won't appear in auction yards for years to come. So it's going to take a while 
for the supply chain of used vehicles, late model used vehicles to reconstitute itself. And, and late model used cars are ones that dealers uh, need desperately for their used car operations. So as Brian uh, recognized a decade ago and most every dealer subsequently, uh, we need to perfect uh, means of purchasing vehicles from consumers, whether it be in the service drive or off the street or in other non-traditional manner. Uh, Dale, I think you, you you hit the nail on the head, and I think this is our edge right now over some of the big uh, aggregators that are out there. You know that they they don't necessarily have the ability to do this, and I, I think once again this is an edge for the dealer uh, to go out and to acquire the cars that he or she wants directly from their own database. And and you know who knows if we get really good at that, who who knows what what the upside uh, there is, and I, I think the upside is pretty significant. Great information, gentlemen. Two visionaries here today, Dale Pollack and Brian Benstock, here at the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Thanks for joining us on the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings. Sponsored by BG Products. Help your customers be good for life with the Lifetime BG Protection Plan. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast or any of our Fixed Ops Roundtable events, or if you'd like sponsorship information, Reach out to Ted Ings at area code 212-763-0016. That's 212-763-0016. 212-763-0016. On behalf of Ted Ings and everyone at the Fixed Ops Roundtable, I'm Gene Girdley. Thanks for listening. <laughs>